0: Thank <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 59.0. And we're beginning. beginning, I'm sorry, I'm still under the weather. We're beginning our playthrough of the Nintendo classic, as a cult following, Earthbound. That's a JRPG originally released in Japan back in 1994 then in North America in 1995 Uh, so yeah Earthbound let's talk about it a little bit developed by Age and HAL Laboratories which I think HAL Laboratories was something else before, no it's Ape excuse me, Ape is the other developer that helped out HAL Laboratories, uh, if you don't know uh, they're um, known uh, for making like uh, Super Smash Brothers, or they're they're part of the guys who made Super Smash Brothers. Um, Pokemon, they helped with uh, some of the Pokemon games, I believe.
1: Kirby's Adventure, Kirby. Joust, Millipede. I mean,
0: these guys made a lot of games. Um, they they didn't actually like. I think it was. Uh, Game Freak were the ones who actually fully developed Pokemon, but they helped with it, I think.
1: Looks mm, um, like a lot of Kirby's games.
0: Yeah, they, they were the ones who created Kirby, I think, uh, for Nintendo. Um, but yeah, How uh, Laboratories uh, hired a guy who you may have heard of. Uh, it is uh, Satura Iwata. I may be butchering that name. Uh, But he was originally, or well not originally, but he was the president of Nintendo. Um, He passed away, unfortunately, uh, a couple years back. But um, interesting story about this, and it's something that I didn't know until I uh, watched The Gaming Historian, which I have brought up before on this podcast. I highly suggest anybody out there, if you like video game history and stuff like that, check out The Gaming Historian's channel. Uh, he does a whole thing about Iwata, and come to find out, Earthbound was kind of a broken game. Uh, they Before they released it, they couldn't code it correctly. So they brought in Iwata, and he single-handedly recoded the entire game by himself.
1: Huh. Sounds
0: ridiculous. He, he spent the night in the office constantly and reworked this entire game so that they could finally release it and it was very profitable for them Uh, if I'm not mistaken this is kind of the first RPG foray for Nintendo I'm not certain Uh, I know they did obviously they did like Fire Emblem and stuff like that but this is like the first kind of like Final Fantasy style kind of game that they've done. And to me, I feel like this is one of the first games, the first RPGs, where it didn't take place in medieval times. Because
1: most yeah, RPGs the setting of, this, setting of this game is definitely unique. Absolutely. <laughs> uh,
0: so, not to get deep into the story or anything, but you play as a boy named Ness, who lives in a modern day... They claim it's the United States. It's supposed to be, you know, fictional towns in the United States. And he uh, embarks on an adventure with uh, psychic friends uh, to stop an alien invasion. And instead of using uh, magic attacks and swords and shields, they use baseball bats and psychic powers uh, and guns and stuff like that. And teddy bears. Teddy bears play a big part in it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Uh, and some of the game mechanics are really interesting too, uh, which we'll get into. But uh, before we start with any of that, let's talk about our history with the game, which should be pretty easy for both of us. But Matt, what is your history with
1: Earthbound? Pretty short history. Uh, I don't have one. Um, it, it's a game that's sort of always been on the radar. I mean, at least since, well, to be honest, maybe since around the time we started. I started listening to podcasts and started thinking about being able to go back and buy some of the older systems that I missed growing up. So I never had a Super Nintendo, right? But my cousin did. So. I would go to his place all the time, and you know, I was always. Uh, I was, we always had a lot of fun playing the Super Nintendo, a lot of weird games, uh, never any RPGs. He wasn't into RPGs, I wasn't into RPGs. So even if I had had a Super Nintendo at the time, I probably wouldn't have played Earthbound. Although, if you described it as an RPG where a bunch of kids in middle America. You know, are visited by aliens, you know, I might have been intrigued, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess I would have missed it just because it it wasn't really my type of game at the time. I didn't play any RPGs. Right. So, you know, I didn't, didn't really have any real ability to play this game when it came out. But around the time I started picking up older systems, and trying to compile lists of what might have been those games that I would want to pick up in hindsight. And you know what are the key games to get if I'm going to get a Super Nintendo? This game is one of those games that's always been on the list. Right. So I've been aware of it for I don't know 10 or 15 years, and always wanted to give it a try, uh, but just never you know never really had uh, the incentive or the impetus to do it. Right. Well, so I've always wanted to. And I'm pretty excited to get a chance to now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play this game, uh, but. It's weird. So I have two memories of Earthbound when I was a kid. Uh, this game came out in 1995, so I was uh, 10 at the time. Um, I didn't play RPGs back then. I did not own a Super Nintendo. And I remember, you know, like when I was a kid, what do we do? We go to the video game section of Walmart, and we look at all the <laughs> games. And what stood out to me the most about Earthbound, and I remember this as a kid, was it looking at the box. I'm looking at the box right now, and it's got a picture of one of the star kids on it, or the star men, whatever whatever they're called, their enemy, the ones that are invading. And it just says Earthbound with like a, a really colorful uh, cover. But that wasn't the big thing that, that got my attention. It was the fact that the box was fucking huge. This box was three <laughs> times bigger than any other Super NES box. The reason why was because it actually came with a strategy guide, I believe.
1: Yeah, um, I think it did.
0: And it was it was gigantic. You no, know, like I'd never seen anything like that before, except for like Mario Paint. Um, but I never bought it because I didn't know what it was. Um, my other memory is actually it is so weird that I even remember this, but I remember. I think I was in fifth grade. I might have been fourth grade. I can't remember how, like I'm 10 years old. How old are you, when you're 10 years old, what grade are you in? Like,
1: uh, fourth, fifth,
0: fifth, fourth grade. My, my uh. homeroom teacher was a, she, I would say she was probably in her late twenties, early thirties. And for some reason, she brought up video games and she brought up she she made a reference to earthbound and every kid in the class just stared at her they didn't know what the hell she was talking about and i remember her saying really earthbound you guys don't play video games and i was like i play video games she's like you never played earthbound i'm like no she said well you need to play it it's great and i was like what's wrong with you yeah she 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 was genuinely surprised that none of these kids in her class had ever played earthbound and um i was like i i played mario brothers you know, i play castlevania stuff like that like i I'd ne- i I'd, i had never heard of earthbound whenever she mentioned it um but for some reason that sticks out in my mind cuz i definitely remember her talking about earthbound and i was like i've never heard of this game <laughs> uh and uh but yeah it was uh that was that's my memories of it um i started paying attention to earthbound i guess when i was a teenager uh you know uh, once I grew up a little bit and started meeting other people, people that played games and stuff like that, they were talking about Earthbound when they were kids, you know, playing it, and I was like, I had never played that game before. Um, But I've never touched this game. I've seen screenshots. I've seen some gameplay. In fact, I will go ahead and say I have seen the ending of this game because I've seen, like, top ten lists of stuff. So there's a few things that are interesting about this. Uh, The first one being... If you pirated this game, the developers put a bug in it to where you got to the final boss, and the game would crash after you beat the final boss so you couldn't see the ending. (laughs) That's funny. Let you play all the way to the final boss,
1: and then that was it. Uh, I think I had that in a a legally purchased game one time. Really? (laughs) I had a game back in the Genesis, Samurai Showdown. Okay, I remember Samurai Showdown. Every time I would beat the boss, the game would immediately freeze. Nice. I must have beat that boss 25, 30 times. Oh, God. Just hoping one time it would go through and I would see the ending. Never did. Not once.
0: So the other thing I forgot to mention is Earthbound on the Super Nintendo is actually a sequel. Uh, in Japan, it's the, the title is called Mother 2. So it's obviously the sequel to Mother uh, and there was a Mother 3 that never released in the United States, and the people have been clamoring for that to be brought over for years. Um, and I think there was a fan translation that was released. Uh, and I want to say they did finally bring it over via virtual console. I don't know exactly. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure they did.
0: And it was on the Game Boy Advance, I believe. I'm not. I'm not certain. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually looking at the Wikipedia page. Uh, I don't know. Uh, da, 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 da. But yeah, Earthbound uh, was originally created uh, by a man. Uh, I can't pronounce it. It's uh, Shigasato. Itoi, I believe is his name. And he's not a game developer. Uh he is more of a uh a writer um and an actor. He was an actor. And he decided to come up with a video game where it he played as a bunch of kids fighting off aliens in a role playing game style. Because he he had always saw that everything's Final Fantasy, you know, everything's takes place, you know. In medieval times, why can't we have something modern? Uh, So he was kind of the brainchild of this entire series. Uh, I think that's about it for what I know of the game.
1: Yeah, it looks like Mother 3 was just a uh, fan translation. Okay, so they never released it?
0: No, not officially.
1: Yeah, properly. Okay.
0: So, we begin... Uh, by naming every character in the game <laughs> before the game even starts,
1: and like what his favorite food is, and
0: yeah, and what his favorite you know. thing is. <laughs> his yeah. favorite thing.
1: Um, did you change yeah, any no, of I'm, the names? This isn't the kind of game where I have any desire to change those things. Just tell me a story. Don't you know? I I don't want my I don't want Ness to be called like Zombie Blaster or Seventeen or something. <laughs> you know, just uh, you know, just give him a name. His name is Ness. Yeah. It always has been Ness. It always will be Ness. Yeah.
0: But uh, we'll uh, we'll just go with that because I named all my characters. You know, the regular names: Ness, Paula, Jeff, and Pooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pooh. That's his name. So, um, but yeah. Uh, it starts off with Ness uh, waking up in the middle of the night because a meteor has crashed into uh, part outside of his hometown of uh, One Net, I guess. I've always called it Onet, but now that we're playing this game, every town is named after a number.
1: So have- <laughs> and the order you visit them in, the I or- assume. Yeah,
0: the order you visit them in. So you have Onet or One Net. Tucson, Threed, Foreside. I didn't like, I never knew that. I only knew those two arenas. I knew all and Fourside because they were both in Super Smash Bros. No idea it was named after numbers.
1: There's <laughs> uh, a first glimpse into the humor of this game.
0: <laughs> this game is weird. It is uh, weird. It's weird, and it, it has some funny moments in it, which we'll get to. So, Ness wakes up and decides to go check out this meteor. It's blocked off by a bunch of cops. um, And um, he, you know, we have to to maneuver around. He he runs into some of his uh, neighbors, uh, which is Pokey, who's kind of a dick. And then there's his younger brother who's not a dick. can't remember what his name is. Picky? Is it Pokey and Picky? Sure. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, but when we eventually <laughs> we we can't make it to the, 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 the cops have got it blocked off so we go back to sleep when we go back to sleep we're awakened by a voice in our head and it's a girl named Paula which is obviously going to be our second party member which we'll get to that um, but Paula is psychically talking to Ness saying you need to come find me uh, when he wakes up, uh, it's still nighttime. Uh, most of the cops have left and, uh, Ness and Pokey go look for his brother because his brother ran off. So, uh, we go up to the meteor and during this time we're starting to run into, uh, so they explain it like this. Since the meteor crashed and since, we'll find out in a minute. Since the aliens are coming, both people and animals have started acting strange, acting violently. And even even plants. Yeah, plants, ghosts, zombies. (laughs) Yeah, zombies used to be. (laughs) I guess so. Um, But people have started acting strange since this occurrence They become violent. So that's where we get our enemies. We run into dogs who have turned mean or plants that have come alive and start attacking us. Uh, So our first party member technically is Pokey, but Pokey is crap. Uh, Pokey it like during battle so i should I should mention the battle system. the battle system is a turn based battle system it's not active time battle like Final Fantasy VII or anything like that it's basically whoever has the fastest speed, the highest speed will go first in turns um, and uh there's this it took me forever to figure out what the hell this meant the hit point counter. So if you look at the bottom of the screen, so uh, when you're in battle, you don't see your party members. It's basically like old school RPGs where you're looking through the eyes of your party members. You can see the enemies. Yeah, think... First person. Yeah. It's like a first person kind of thing. Uh, and everything's played out through text. So you choose attack and it says nest attack. Uh, and he missed or he hit for this amount of damage. This person attacked, you know that that sort of thing. So one of the slow. Big- attack. Well, you can change the speed of it, and there's a reason why you should change the speed of it. And this is what I couldn't figure out for the longest time. So there's a few hints in the game that tell you a few things, and they're in the form of a of a talking mole who pops up every once in a while and tells you about stuff, and he said that there's a hit point counter. So at the bottom of the screen during battle, there is a, what looks like an odometer on a car, and it has your hit points on it. And when you get hit, they tick down. If you can defeat an enemy in the same turn that you get hit, while your hit points are still ticking down, it stops
1: yeah or if you heal heal yourself
0: exactly and i didn't realize that because i ran into an enemy later on which they suicide explode themselves
1: the, the fucking trees the
0: fucking trees uh, Those i trees. just lost
1: a good 40 minutes 40 minutes cuz of a tree
0: well we'll get into another mechanic so the so like for instance these trees When you kill them, they burst into flames and do like a 100-something damage to you, right? And Ness probably only has 80 hit points. So if you defeat the enemy and it explodes and it does you for a 100 damage, mash through the text as fast as you can to end the fight so that way your hit point meter doesn't count all the way down. So if you have Mm. a fast text speed, you can get through it faster.
1: Yeah, I had a fucking bean sprout also, though. So, the tree exploded and killed me, but I still had to kill a bean sprout. <laughs> fucking
0: eat those things. So, that brings me to my next mechanic. My next mechanic is when you die in combat, you can choose to try again And what you do is you you go back to the last place you saved your game. Now, it doesn't revert your old save. So let's say you went through a dungeon and you killed like five enemies, maybe leveled up once, and then you died before you finished that dungeon. You go back to where you last saved, but all that progress is still there. You still have that level up. You still have all that experience. You just have to travel back through it. What it does, it eases you into grinding. Now, most of the time grinding means you have to stock up on a bunch of healing items and do, you know, just run around constantly. But in this game, you can power the shit out of this game. Just go through a dungeon, you know, and get killed. Fuck it. I'm stronger now. I'm gonna go back through that dungeon, make it a little bit farther. So I kinda like that about it. It's it's slightly annoying because they then just ramp up the difficulty, and they're just like, okay, well, I guess I have to brute force my way through this. It's weird, just like the rest of this game is. <laughs> it's so weird, like I've never seen like mechanics like this before. Which, I mean that 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 means something because this game came out in '95. There's a lot of games that has came out since then that I haven't yeah, seen. Last... Yeah, I haven't seen this shit it... in.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it it does a lot of the the simple things like right, which are the things that kept me away from RPGs before, like no random battles. So you know it matters if you're running away from an enemy and they get you in the back, or if you can sneak up behind an enemy yeah. because they're all there on the screen. So I, I, I've always liked that. I've always liked, especially these. 16-bit RPGs. Whenever there happens to be sort of on-screen enemies, I really like that. I've I'll always have because you know I, I don't mind fighting enemies. I mean, obviously, especially in a game like this, even you have to fight those enemies because you that you have to get that XP to level up because this game's not particularly easy. Right. Um. But just my having control over when I fight an enemy makes me enjoy an RPG like this so much more. Right. And then the fact that they went another step further and, you know, as you're leveling up, you know, some of those really weak enemies, if they, you know, if if they pose no threat whatsoever to you, they will run away from you (laughs) and you can even still fight them. Yeah. And it's an immediate you win. Yeah. Here's a little handful of XP. Yeah, that is
0: fantastic. I love that. Or you run into an enemy that you fought a million times, but now you're like uber strong. They run away from you, and if you run into them, you automatically win the fight. You don't even go to the battle yeah, screen. Those
1: little slugs, man, I was racking up XP <laughs> from the little slugs in yeah. the caves. Uh,
0: there, there is an issue a little bit later on, which we won't get into because you haven't got there yet. But uh, it's one of those old school RPG tropes that still irk me to this day. But... This is an old game. Uh, So, back to the story. Uh, Ness and Pokey go back to the meteor that has crashed. And they find uh, Pokey's brother. And when they get to him, uh, we run into an alien bee?
1: Yeah, an alien bee. Yeah. That's right. (laughs)
0: It's a bee that shows up and talks to Ness and says that I have time traveled 10 years into the past to talk to you. You're going to be the kid. You're going to call him Buzz Buzz. Buzz Buzz. You're going to be the kid who saves the world. And I'm here to guide you on your quest. Uh, And immediately we get invaded by one of those star men who uh, work for the big bad guy, the, the the main mother of these aliens that are invading. Gygas? Is that how you pronounce yeah.
1: it? Gygas? That's what I was saying. Gygas? But I'm, I'm not sure how you pronounce it.
0: And when we start fighting this star man, we can't do any damage to him. But Buzz Buzz most certainly can.
1: Yeah, luckily, Buzz Buzz is a badass.
0: Yeah, he's a badass. Kills the Starman,
1: and we go back home. Although may 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 not have inhabited the the best body. (laughs) Yeah. If you're coming back ten years in the past to inhabit a body, maybe a bumblebee is not the right fucking vessel for you.
0: Well, it's true. Because when we go back to Pokey's house, uh, his mom and dad are there, and they're mad at Pokey and mad at Ness, and then they see a bee flying around, so the mom smashes it. With a uh, with a fucking newspaper. And kills him.
1: This was actually one of the first times I really laughed because the B is saying like, "Oh, I'm dying. You know, this is the worst ever. Do you want to hear the story again? on what you're supposed to do? Yeah. And like, I thought you were dying. <laughs> How do you have time to tell me a whole story and then ask me if I want to hear it again?
0: All I like that. He's like, it's almost like you know, whatever you see in the movies, like, come closer, come here, please." And I'm like, this is our supposed to be badass guide who's gonna guide us throughout this entire game, and he gets killed by my neighbor's fucking mom. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> but yeah, so um, he dies and tells us to go to the next town over and obviously look for Paula.
1: Wait, um, he gives us the the, the item though, right? This the soundstone. Stone. Yeah, the soundstone. So Apparently one of the keys to the game. What you need to do
0: is uh, go to these, it's like a place of power. That's that's in The Witcher, but it's uh, personal sanctuaries or something like that. I can't remember what they call them. But they're spread throughout the world. And when you get to them, they will play a song which the Soundstone will record. And that's going to be used to defeat Gygus.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's your mission for the whole game.
0: Is to collect these, I think, eight? Are there eight of them?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think there's eight. Uh,
0: so we have to go collect them. Uh, so after he dies, he tells us to go find these, or he, when, when, while he's dying, he tells us to go find these and also go find Paula because she's going to help us out on our journey. Uh, but first we find out uh, that one of the... Uh, the musical sounds is actually here in Wanette. Uh, there's a gigantic footprint on top of the, the mountain basin kind of thing. We have to climb it and uh, go through some caves to reach it and collect the sound. But there's obviously something there waiting on us when we get there. It's our first boss fight which is a uh, a giant bug that talks. Everything talks in this game. Yeah. All the dogs, all the birds, everything.
1: Uh, yeah, and often breaking the fourth wall when they do so.
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, we defeat that. Um, this was when I was like, damn, this is fucking hard because I ran into that boss and got decimated. And then that was the first time I died. And so when I went, came back... I was like, oh, I still keep my levels and stuff. I was like, alright, so this shouldn't be too hard. And I just went through it again and beat him. Because I was already strong by the time I made it there. Uh, so we collect the first sound. And then we travel on to the next town. Uh, before that, we go say bye to mom and stuff like that. Uh, which comes into another mechanic. So your dad, which you never see in the game, I think he's on a business trip or something. He's been like He's on a business trip or something, but you call yeah, him...
1: Yeah, maybe that. I think
0: So instead of winning gold from killing your enemies, when you kill enemies, your dad sends uh, money to your bank account. When you go to the ATM, you can pull money out of the ATM, or you can deposit money. There's another thing. If you die in battle, you come back with full hit points, no PP, so you can't, you can't use your psychic abilities, but you come back with your full hit points, but you lose half of the money you had on you. So it is very important to make sure to deposit all the money you have on you back into your ATM because you don't lose that. Uh, so, do we just go to Tucson?
1: Uh, We did have to get them to open up the path.
0: Uh, Yeah, the cops, that's right. So the cops in this town are known for roadblocks. And that's why they have the roadblocked. Because they're known for (laughs) roadblocks. And they have uh, told uh, Ness that he needs to go talk to the chief. So when we go to the police station, uh, we go talk to the chief, and he says, in order for us to Go to Tucson. He has to beat all of his police officers and him in fights. And I'm yeah. Just we're gonna like, beat
1: some children.
0: Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> beat an 11 year old boy. Uh, so we have fights with multiple uh cops. Uh, we beat the crap out of them. And then we fight the chief. The chief is apparently like a wrestler of some sorts, because <laughs> he likes to put <laughs> us in headlocks and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I'll bet he does. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> But we beat the crap out of
0: him and he opens up the way. So uh then we go to uh Tucson. Uh and that this is when the game gets kinda weird. I mean the game's been weird so far. Um But I don't know, it's like there's these weird hippies running around, and they want to fight <laughs> you, and there's all sorts of like, just like, abnormal people. This is when you start fighting actually people. I yeah, the the bank robbers. Yeah. So there's, the, the town has a park where a bunch of burglars like to sell their stolen stuff. Uh, and there's the leader of the guys, and he wants to fight us when we show up. And that kind of took me by surprise, as I was just exploring the town, and he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and so I had to go back to the hotel. So after you leave hometown, where you have to heal is uh, back at the hotel. You have to rest at the hotel, and you have to spend money there. Uh, also, the uh, you go to drugstores to find equipment as well as like remedies for uh, different types of status elements. So status elements like um,
1: uh, I had a cold a couple times.
0: Yeah, you get a cold so you have a runny nose and every time you sneeze it takes away some hit points or you feel funky because you got some spores on you and that's basically like confusion so sometimes you'll hit yourself on accident uh it's, it's 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 this game's weird so when we uh when we go back to the the burglar park uh we have to take on the leader of the, the burglars uh and he's frank, yeah, we have to take on uh him when we beat him he's like okay you're strong enough, we need you to find paula paula's been kidnapped we don't know where she is. So, uh, (laughs) uh, we, uh, we're then directed to go, uh, find Paula at this small village that's across the way. It's a, it's across like a, kind of like a a river that's in a valley kind of thing. Uh, when we, uh, and that's, that town's called the happy, happy town.
1: Happy, happy town. Yep. Through the happy valley.
0: So when we go through, but when we go through that area, we run into a pencil. There's a giant steel pencil in the way, and we can't get around it. So we then have to go back to town, and talk to this kid who's an inventor, and then invest two hundred dollars into his fucking invention. And then he gives us the pencil eraser, and it will erase any pencil known to man. Says, even if it's a
1: giant steel one.
0: Yeah, even if it's a giant steel one. And uh, so we take the pencil eraser to the pencil, <laughs> and it erases it. And then we travel kind of through this valley. It's kind of like a small dungeon kind of thing. This is where we run into the exploding fucking trees. And then we make it to the happy, happy town. Happy, happy town isn't particularly happy. There's a bunch of dudes in cultists' outfits who want to paint everything blue. And they have kidnapped Paula because they're going to use her as a sacrifice to something. Shit's weird, man.
1: <laughs> uh, And I know that's
0: as far as you got.
1: Yeah, it, it took me a few tries to make it through that valley. Yeah, uh, it took me a few tries too, but I don't know, like, I just
0: sat down and started playing. I I really like... I'm playing on the Wii U, and um, one of the great things about the Wii U is that there is kind of like a save state where you can just stop the game, and it brings you right back where you left it. So I don't have to worry about saving my game at the hotels and stuff like that by calling Dad. Mm. Uh, But yeah, it's... I, I mean... That's as far as we got. I mean, I'll tell you this. Paula is in a cave to the north of the town, I think.
1: Okay. I think I saw the cave.
0: Yeah. Haven't been in it yet. And uh, she tells us to go take on the uh, the boss of the, the blue cultists. And that's uh, the next boss fight. And after that, you get Paula. But, uh, yeah, we had a bit of an issue. I'm not going to be able to record when we normally do uh so i had to do it earlier and matt didn't make it as far as we had said i i have i guess cuz i just sat down and played a lot of it i played a lot of it this weekend um but you know you know what that that's fine we'll have a shorter show but matt tell me how you feel about the game right now
1: i'm kind of digging it um it's it, you know, it is a very weird game. Um, I, I kind of like the whole setting of it being on Earth. And actually, the one of the things it reminded me a lot of was there was this old PC game that was a side scroller called Captain Keen. Okay. Just because you fought a lot of, you know, anthropomorphic mushrooms and bean sprouts and stuff like that. And so, you know, that that was just one random thing that I thought of as I was playing, but you know, I I'm, I'm kind of liking it because it's not necessarily easy, but it's simple. Like it's very it's fairly clear within a given section what you need to do, although it does still suffer from like for example, when I was out by the pencil. Yeah. You know, I got there we had just passed a broken bridge. Now there's a magical steel pencil in my way. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And there's nothing in the game that tells you what you're supposed to do as far as I saw. Right. So without a guide, I don't know what I would do. Just wander around that village until I happen to stumble upon an inventor and hope that I make the right decision to give him money.
0: Not only that, but there's two inventors asking for the exact same
1: amount of money. Yeah. So, I, that's one um, one issue I always have had with old RPGs, especially well the one that it's come up the most strongly for me is the very first Final Fantasy. Yeah. If I'm in the overworld and I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, there's no way to really find out what you're supposed to do. So uh, there's been a little little of that in this game, but uh, at least nothing really feels the same. I mean, there's different it has been very clear are we in the first village or the second village you know are we in the forest or there's the, there's this little blue happy happy village uh you know the locations are clear um the the sprites are kind of big so it you know it's easy to kind of see everything uh just the setting is still kind of cool you know a kid in a village and you know it's it's just america and oh there's a meteor that's crashed Uh, so, you know, the whole, the whole setting and the whole premise of the game seems cool. It doesn't seem like there's going to be much of a story. To be honest, if it's just go to eight parts of the world, collect these eight melodies, and then fight the end boss, that, that's not a story to me, but sure. I mean, (laughs) I, I guess I'm not really expecting all that much on that front anyway. But, I also like that there's a, a fairly clear sense of progression. I definitely feel like equipping items makes me feel stronger. I do more damage. I take less damage. Uh, I feel like every time I level up, it's a clear point of progression. So to to me, that's all was a plus in a game like this. You know, if I, it, you know, if random if I'm if I'm gaining random things that don't seem to help me, it's harder for me to see exactly my my path forward and whether I'm any closer to beating a boss that's beaten me. Right. So, you know, th- those are some of the things that I hold as, as positives. Uh, but again, maybe the slight lack of direction I'd take is a negative. The kind of random deaths, I feel like ev- almost every time I've died, I was way stronger than the enemy. But, yeah, you know, a couple of random hits at the wrong time and you're dead. Yeah. So that that part's not not fantastic so i'm hoping i don't know if there's going to be any resurrection spells or anything but i'm hoping that once i get a few or at least one more party member that means that one mistaken extra hit that i thought i would be able to take but you know maybe they got a, a critical at least that won't be a game over i hope and, and it'll just be one character down and then maybe i can finish off with the other characters. So I'm hoping to have a little bit more flexibility in the way I approach battles, because one of the other things that is maybe a slight negative is it, it, there's not a lot of diversity. When I go into a battle, it's basically just bash yeah. <laughs> bash as much as I can. Uh, you know, unless maybe there's multiple enemies and then I'll use my, my side attack because it hits multiple, you know, sometimes I'll eat a hamburger. Sometimes I'll heal myself, but Ninety percent of the actions are just hit the bash as an option, so again, maybe you know as we grow as I get more abilities, that'll become a bit more exciting but so far it's it's pretty straightforward, which yeah heck you know maybe that's also a plus it's easy to it's easy to figure out you know you're not you're not worried about too much complexity to start with, but if they don't introduce that in the near future, uh, I'll take that as a bit of a negative as it being you know kind of overly simplistic. Well, Um, but overall, overall, I think it's pretty good. You know, um, I do like how they break the fourth wall. I do like, you know, some of the weirdness and the way the characters behave, the way the towns are named. Uh, You know, it's quirky. I'll give it that. If nothing else, it's definitely quirky.
0: Here's here's something that I'm going to go ahead and brace you for. When you get Paula... As your second party member. Paula is more of a psychic user. So she's kind of like your magic user that she has a lot more PP. The issue? She starts okay. at level one.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Starts at level one. Uh levels up relatively quick because you're in an area that has stronger enemies. Uh but the issue is that she gets hit probably twice. So if she's What's that?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She gets hit twice. That's so what I said so. Yet. If
1: she survives, yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that's the biggest issue, and then comes into a new mechanic. So when you die in battle, uh, and you start back at a hotel or something like that, other party members stay dead. What you have to do is you have to travel to the hospital, and go get them from the hospital. Which then costs you <laughs> money. You have to pay the doctor's bills. Oh,
1: it's always like, got to pay the doctors.
0: It's it's kind of a man. It's kind it. It's like one more mechanic that I didn't need. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, that's you know, it's it's the way the game is. Uh, it's it's older, so obviously it's going to be that way. Uh, but for me, yeah, yeah, kind
1: of, kind of neat the first time you do it.
0: Yeah. So, but for me, I, but then I, kind of teed. What What level are you right now, Matt? Just Just curious. Uh, fifteen. Okay, maybe sixteen. Right. Uh, when you make it to the next town, I highly suggest you be at least level nineteen or twenty. Uh, because uh,
1: the the blue team
0: three uh three because uh um, okay because there's some pretty strong enemies there that were giving me a run for my money uh and I would say that uh don't just use bash all the time uh once you level up a decent amount uh you get some pretty a decent amount of PP use that shield that shield the the psychic shield is actually really good. Um, but yeah, as far as me, I, I'm actually really enjoying this game. Um, the art style is strange. I've, I I don't, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look like a Super NES game. The colors are different. It feels like. I don't know what it is about the art style that, that's strange to me. But I'm liking it.
1: Yeah, it almost seems like a really souped-up version of an NES game, but not like an N- a Super NES game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm
0: I'm actually really enjoying this. It's um, it's it, it's kind of a nice little palate cleanser for me, uh, especially to get back into an RPG like this. Uh, sure, it has some mechanics that I don't quite agree with, but but it's most certainly unique. So, but yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for us. We don't have any emails. I guess I should have announced that we were recording today, but that's not that big of a deal. If you'd like to send us an email, it's, uh, drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can suggest games to us, talk about Earthbound with us. Anybody out there who's played Earthbound. Or is playing along with us, um. But uh, you can also tweet to us. I'm at DML Fury. Uh, Matt is at REMGS, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um. But yeah, and I I really don't have anything else to say. It's it's kind of a straightforward game for the most part. I am using a guide for when I like okay, I don't know where the fuck to go. So I'm just going to go look at the guide. Tell me where to go. Um, yeah, me too. But I don't think this is a very long game. I think, well, how long to beat said About 27 hours. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think so. So I'm guessing three or four hours for each, uh, each melody. Uh, yeah, probably.
0: Um but the, the, the place where I'm at right now, we got, actually have like, like a major detour. So we'll have to – we'll talk about that on the next episode, though. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for us. Kind of a quick one, but uh, that's okay. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. But uh, until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great one, and we'll be back next week with the continuation of Earthbound.